0: Welcome to Christ Church. The following is a homily from our Sunday morning gathering in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Enjoy. Take my words and speak through them. Take our ears and hear through them. Take our hearts and set them on fire with love for you, our Lord and our Redeemer. We know, or we have heard, the story of Jesus feeding the five thousand, as I just read from the Gospel of Matthew. This story is found in all four of the Gospels, but I'd like to take a little look, a little different look at it, from a little different perspective. If I were to describe it in today's worlds, I would say Jesus has been out teaching all day. He's tired. He's hungry. He wants to pray, he wants a little solitude, but he really just wants to chill. But the crowds of people are eager to listen, to learn, and to see this miracle man. He is the one they learned about from the, old story, the stories in the Old Testament prophecies. Jesus is always accommodating. So he settles in the crowd on the hillside by the Sea of Galilee. He feeds them and he teaches. There's a song I hear repeatedly on Enlightened called, I Remember the Fish by Greater Vision. And it's about the young boy who shared his lunch, the fish and the bread, that he gave to Jesus. And he saw with his own eyes the miracle of feeding the multitude performed. The song is about him as an old man telling his grandson of what he observed that day in the miracle of the multitudes. We've heard many stories since March of the few, the teachers, the cafeteria workers, the parents, preparing and distributing thousands of meals each day to the school children who depend upon those meals for nourishment. These news stories of these good Samaritans remind me of the miracle of Jesus feeding the 5,000. So let's just dig a little deeper into this gospel story. What can we learn from it? To feed 5,000 with five loaves and two fish is indeed miraculous. And some scholars say that he actually fed 15 to 20,000 people because the 5,000 was only the count of the men that were there and did not include the women and children. And this story is not about, all about Jesus either. Jesus told his disciples to feed the multitudes. And the disciples were taken back as they didn't have money or means to feed this many people. But Jesus took what was there, given by a small boy, gave thanks and blessed it, broke the bread, and gave it to the disciples to distribute. In this way, the disciples had to trust the Lord for everything they distributed. They were put in a position of total dependence upon the Lord for supply. And God still uses us, His people, in this way. And Christ didn't just meet the needs of the people. He lavished them with so much that there was food left over. God will shatter the pint-sized expectations of what his followers can do if we would learn to bring him what we, they, we have already been given. Little is much when God is in it. When we as Christians are willing to offer our lives sacrificially, relinquishing our hold on whatever God has given us in terms of time, talent, money, whatever, God will use these ordinary things to create extraordinary things. Christians must never believe their resources are too little to serve God. A year or so ago, I talked about the story of the stone soup. I don't know if you remember it. An old man comes into town with nothing but an old black kettle and a stone wrapped in cloth. He is turned away from many as he asks for food and shelter. So he goes into the center of the town in the square. He starts a fire, puts water in the kettle, and drops stone, the stone into the boiling water. Of course, curiosity gets the best of the people, and they begin to come and ask him what he's doing. He said, Since you turned me away, I'm going to make you a soup that you will not only enjoy, but will open your eyes. Each person comes and offers something of their own that they previously would not share with him to put into the soup to make it taste a little better. Eventually, there's a wonderful aroma flowing throughout the town and everyone joins together in the square to eat and share a meal. The old man slowly slips out of town after seeing the people who were selfish and thoughtless with a changed attitude. God works in mysterious ways, and He chooses unlikely people to lead that change. We as Christians must bring our lives to God in a spirit of obedience and sacrifice, no matter how insignificant we think our gifts and our talents When doing so, we need to expect God to do far beyond what can be imagined. Miracles always involve the impossible, otherwise they wouldn't be miracles. But impossible is a relative term. What may be an insurmountable obstacle to one person may well be within the realm of capability of one of their neighbors. Remember, Jesus moves with compassion. Jesus is bigger than any problem we face. Jesus asks us to bring him all we have. Jesus can bring blessing and life from what is broken. Jesus multiplies what we give to him. Jesus is able. He is able to make more than enough. And to bring life and blessing to all those around us, our Lord of miracles is more than able. The miracle of feeding the multitude is not worked from nothing but from a first modest sharing of what a small lad brought to Jesus. Jesus doesn't ask us what we do not have. Rather, he makes us see that each person offers the little they have, and then the miracle can be repeated. God is capable of multiplying our small acts of love and allowing us to share in his gift. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more, go to ChristChurchTulsa.org. And peace be with you.